Good morning, everyone. We are here, Renovating Riches Radio, with another excellent show. We are. This, um, this is going to be a powerhouse today, man. Um, <laughs> I, I met these guys a couple of weeks ago at one of their events. I've, I've actually been following them uh, on Facebook for a little while, and um, they deliver so much value that I said, man, they need to come to the Renovating Riches Radio and share some more value. Yeah, with our so, audience that's always looking forward to... Uh, Hearing new stories and people that um you know have made it or are in the process of you know I think uh, I think we're, we're all we're all making it <laughs> <laughs> so, some ways so, yes um so Ricardo why don't you introduce us to our our guest today from uh, Draco we have Draco, Draco properties Draco. Draco properties and um is it Draco properties Draco right. properties yes Draco properties and we got Andre and Andy that um basically are doing big things here in the Houston area wholesaling houses picking up some rentals so basically all around real estate and you know we wanted to basically get to know them better and instead of us sitting and chatting off to the sides what we we say why don't we do a a, a podcast together so basically andy and and andre can tell us who they are what what do you guys do man where do you come from social security number bank account number okay so andy speed um Started out as a flipper in this business three years ago. Started in two th 2015, uh, February. Jumped in full full time right from the get go. What do you do before flipping? I was uh, I was in supply chain management. Okay. So I was U.S. supply chain manager for a pipe manufacturing company. Uh, typical rich dad poor dad story. Go to school, work real hard, get a job. Yeah. That next promotion was always where I was trying to get. I can relate. Um, <laughs> you know, I started looking around. I made it to where. I thought was uh, was where I needed to be or where, where I'd aspired to be for all those years. And, you know, the more time I spent in that role, the the more I saw that I wasn't satisfied. You know, right. I, was, I was chasing a paycheck. I was chasing that next promotion. I was chasing that, that responsibility in the company. And when I got to that point, you know, I looked around and I just wasn't fulfilled. I knew that there was something missing. Did you go to some seminar or something like that and got, uh, got fired up about it? I did. I did. But it was, let's see, six months after I left corporate America. I was laid off in November or I guess four months after. In February, I went to a three-day seminar, uh, got hooked, you know, got oh. sold on the dream. This is quick, easy money. Absolutely. Uh, so, so <laughs> we bought always in. quick and easy. They right? got the guy on stage with a nice watch and a nice suit and or whatever. I don't know. That's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, you know, we, we did our, our, what, 35 grand to, to join some coaching. And wow. Spent the next six months learning why we were doing things wrong. Um, and then the next six months after that, learning how to do things right. And then, you know, I guess you're – you're so into the business and doing things right under and I met and you know we decided to partner up I guess it's a little over a year after right. we met uh, started spending a bunch of time together masterminding together sharing ideas sharing challenges struggles and then we just started noticing that we were you know really good fit really compatible uh, you know Same just in our conversations we had yeah. different businesses and you know when we initially had talked we just had such different businesses that didn't make sense to align but the more time we spent together together you know we shared the same values shared the same direction and then I started listening to Andre's dream, and I wanted to support and share in that um, mm -hmm. where I could, and, and that's how we partnered up. Cool, man. Are, are you originally from Houston? I am. Okay. So what part, of, what part of town? Northwest side. I was born and raised in, well, not born and raised in Copperfield, but I grew up in Copperfield, 1960. Right. I used to live around the area, uh, not far from, from where you were raised. Okay. So how about you, Andre? So <clears throat> for me, um, so I was in the gym industry before coming into to real estate. All right. And so for the last 13 years, I worked for a national gym chain. I was a general manager there. And I liked what I did. You know, you get a chance to see people's lives change. Yeah, when and you exercise, yeah. healthy and healthy. Yeah, a person, you know, comes in, they have some issues. We come in and we're able to change their lives. And so we had this thing, change life through fitness. And uh, But I always knew I wanted to do something else. I had this entrepreneur mindset. And one day I was looking, you know, like most people, they, they're looking at these HGTV shows. Yep. And so I was looking at the show and you know how they, they do it, right? So you have a house and they find it from a realtor and then they, all of a sudden they do a few things and they make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, what? You're like, what? How do you do that? that? Got, that's what got me hooked up. Right. It wasn't HGTV. It was, uh, flip this house actually. Right. Okay. Yeah. So for me it was, it was uh, flip or flop. So I was watching the show, and but on one of the shows, what they did was instead of finding a house from a from a realtor, they got the house from a wholesaler, and they said, "Well, we got this house from this wholesaler. We paid him a ten thousand uh, dollar fee, and then we went ahead and flipped this house." I was like, "Well, what's so I rewinded it, 
Who's said, a wholesaler? Said, What's a wholesaler? And they paid him ten thousand. That's more than what you pay a realtor for a you know, rinky dink house that you right. have there, right? So I said, okay, well let me. So I got on the internet, start googling what is wholesaling, right? And when I did that, like all these different videos started popping up of gurus and people Checks. selling, yeah, yeah, trying to sell their Checks programs. Checks and Lambos. Right. Basically, that's <laughs> that's basically what it was. And then I found this one guy, and this guy basically had all these free videos online of you know this is how you wholesale and this is you know this is how you do the contract do you remember this, the name of the guy yeah this is uh, it was tied to flip man uh taylor i think okay it was yeah i know like I, I yeah. which one i talking about yeah so he had all these videos online so i so i watched every one of them right and so his main thing was go put out some banded signs and i was like okay well what's banded signs so i started doing that uh went and put out the banded signs uh started doing some some marketing so i was doing this for me i was working and doing this at the same time right right um so yeah that was your side so you, yeah you, you get out the gym and right you know bring your stapler and start putting that, signs. basically that's the way it worked time. yeah so um you know i would get up early in the morning like on the weekends um you know my wife and i and the kids we'd go out and she drive <laughs> and it's like it's almost like we were creeping at night right so we're at four in the morning. I jump out. Let me, let me ask you a question. Right. Were you scared? Oh, of course I was. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sweating and going on. I got all this stuff on, you know, I'm looking like a criminal. So I, I jump <laughs> I jump out the car. I staple them in. I mean, I actually was hammering. I didn't even know about the wire sticks, right? Yeah. 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 So you know, I'm out there, you know, hammering these things in with a rubber mallet. And then we go to the next spot, and you know, I feel like I'm put out like a hundred of them. I probably put out like twenty. Like yeah. Right. <laughs> if that. Yeah. If, if that. Right. <laughs> Um, so I was just, yeah, he, he said, go put out banner signs, right? And the other thing was to, to do some direct mail, right? And so I, I, I started doing that. But all of that was happening after I got to work or right. before I went to work, right? And then I was setting appointments, like, in between my breaks. So when right. people were like, hey, can you come at 2? I was like, man, I'm really busy, you know, but I can get there at 7, right? right. Uh, but that's the only time I can get there. And so I just started working this in between work is, you know, it's how I got started with this. And um, But, you know. And, and the same thing with the marketing. I didn't have that much money to market, but at the same time, I didn't have proof in the concept. So I wouldn't put a lot of money into the marketing part of right. it. You know, I was spending like $300 a month, and I had my own print shop in the house, which okay. was just my Yeah, you had your printer, and... I didn't even have the printer. Oh, your, it was, it, it, his it was, wife writing was, letters. There you go. So my <laughs> print shop was my wife writing letters, and... and well, you know, yeah. those are the most effective ones, right? Yeah. When you actually go, and mm -hmm. because it, when you get a call... Right. Man, I remember writing that letter, you know, mm -hmm. or having my wife write that letter, and, right. and then when she sees the check, she's like, "Now you get any checks out of her, out of her handwriting?" Yeah. So what happened was is that so we started writing them. Um, we were, we said, okay, we can do 25 a day without like breaking our hands on this right. thing, right? Um, so that's what we were going for. We we're going to write 25 letters. We put them in. I finally got smart, like you said, and, and got my printer to print these things out instead of writing them. Um, but what happened was I started putting um, ads on Craigslist also. Like, okay. like we buy houses and mm -hmm. a guy called off the Craigslist ad and that's how I got my first property. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah, uh, so how long ago was this uh, under? So this was December of 2015 where I got it on okay, the contract. Like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what right about when we were getting started as well with same as cash. Yeah. Because we were flipping houses just like you before right. getting mm -hmm. into the wholesale. The thing is we, we said, man, we need to become wholesalers to get our own deals because the deals we were finding were mm -hmm. not they didn't have enough it was more for landlords than for flippers right um so that's kind of how we started developing and how about you how do you get your first property my first property was actually off a referral referral so when i started i did the the, the thing that most new investors do where they spend six months learning yeah. six months investigating getting and getting ready business getting ready. cards llc's entities doing all the stuff that you would do you're told to do it. I spent like five years doing that. Oh, man. <laughs> so I spent, Don't feel as bad. <laughs> I spent six months doing that, and then I recognized once I started doing marketing that I needed to get comfortable talking like an investor and believing that I was an investor because up until that point, I was full-time, but I hadn't done anything. Okay. So it was a challenge for me to get into the mindset of being an investor and telling people I was an investor. And then the first deal actually came from a referral. Wow. So, and those are the best ones, man, because the, the ROI is huge. Right? Oh, absolutely. No you know, uh, we love referrals. Zero dollars marketing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's correct. So, all right. So, you got your deal as a referral. That was for a flip, correct? It was for, well, it was initially going to be a flip. But, you know, we bought it and then I sold it to a wholesaler. So, we owned it, you know, through hard money. It was the first oh, deal, only deal okay. I've ever done through hard money. Sold to a, a wholesaler, knowing that he was a wholesaler. He sold it, wholesaled it again, and then it got wholesaled right after him. 
Okay, so, so it was three times. It was a daisy wow. chain. It was a daisy it. chain, absolutely. But you bought it right. I bought it right. Yeah, right. I, I think. Uh, well, I I grossed thirty two, he made six. The guy behind him made three. Okay, so I that's left nine k I guess deal. on the bum. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. You know what I like about those is that that one deal created enough food on the table for three different families. Right. Plus, at the end, another guy picked it up to go do whatever with it. You know, right. so. I, I love it, you know. Right. It, it, it stimulates the whole the whole process. And um, and what about you, Andrea? What what do you picked up on the on, on the first deal? So that first deal, <laughs> so it was a weird house. First of all, I picked up the house like I said from a Craigslist ad, and the guy um, had the house listed for two fifty. Like a um, it had been like on the market for like six months. He had taken it down. It had been off for about six months already. And, but it was a weird house. It was a three-story house, but it was in a rural area. It was actually over in kind of in the South Park area, but it was just on a lot, huge 10-acre lot by itself. No, oh, one wow. else had, no one else had built on the lot. It, he only had a 7,000-square-foot lot. Okay. Because the lot was so small, he had to build the house straight up. So there was no comps, and I didn't know this at the time oh. because there was nothing else that looked like this house. Right. And so I went in and, you know, I didn't know what to do right <laughs> i didn't even know what contract i'm supposed to have so i right. googled it before i went out um like what kind of contract are you supposed to use right so i don't think i went to bigger pockets or something like right, that right, and looked right. it up and hey so that's one of the best educational yeah. places you can go to any questions you have go to bigger pockets go there anybody get started blog something about it there right and that's what happened i got it i just said anybody in texas has a contract and a guy from dallas sent me his and i said okay it's gonna work okay so I, that's what i went with and i didn't think this guy was gonna go for it you know but you know, first time going out, I went out there, I did repairs as best as I could, and I said, well, I just got to go cheap. They said, just buy it cheap. Right. So I got the guy, I said, okay, well, 100000 is the best I can do on this thing. And he said, I'll take it. And I was like, what just happened? I was like, what just well, happened here? Well, it depends, right? Because <laughs> right. I don't know. Do you make good money on the deal? Yeah, so, so from there, I ended up selling the house. Actually, it was 105 I got the house under contract for um, and so I was like, okay, this is gonna be a slam dunk. This thing was on the house, on the market for two fifty. I think I'm gonna make like sixty thousand dollars on this first one. You know, go buy the Lambo, yeah. all that good I, stuff, I'll right? I'll make my, my, my year's paycheck <laughs> yeah. on the first deal. How I'm, about I'm, that? Man, watch this. You'd be and, ruined for life. Yeah. yeah. And so, but yeah, of course, it didn't happen like that. I realized a couple other things. Number one, I didn't have a buyer's list. Okay. Right. So I didn't know what to do after that part of it. So I had ten people on my buyer's list. And I had got those just from people responding from my credit list ad, just right. telling me that they were buyers. I later realized that they were not buyers, right? Right. Um, and so um, I ended up um, having a realtor bring the buyer for that property. And uh, so I made uh, uh, $10,000 and okay. sold it for one fifteen. And But I didn't know at the time how to work it with the realtor. So I ended up having to pay the realtor out of my fee. So I ended right. up with 6800 bucks. And the realtor made, made her but cut. But $1,600 for your first deal is not a bad deal, man. Yeah. But um, And the thing that I saw, what happened for me, was now I had proof of concept. Like I knew right. that this it thing worked. works, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, that's the, that's pro I think that was probably the first and the last time I actually received an actual paper check, right? And I, I just copied that thing and I put it in my office. But it was my first and my last time to receive a paper check. But I remember taking that thing home to my, uh, my wife and, I, and she was like, it works. And I said, yeah, it worked. And I said, if I can make it work once, I can make it work 10, 100 times, right? And Correct. so that's what I ended up doing. And I just started, I invested that money back into the marketing and started growing it from there. Good, man. Good for you. That's uh, an awesome story. That's an awesome story <laughs> because, you know, I, I go to a lot of networking events now. I didn't network as much before because we were very busy flipping houses, okay? Um, and, um, I hear all these guys. I buy 300 houses. I buy whatever many houses, and I'm the biggest shot there is out there. But the reality is most of these networking events is for that, that one guy that needs that one validation. Right. right. Get their first property, you know. Mm -hmm. Get it on their contract. Take it to the title company. Get title clear because now we're finding that a lot of the properties we get on the contract, they're, they're cancers. Mm -hmm. they, right. They got all sorts of things on title, mm -hmm. right? Um, so to collect those that assignment is, is kind of like – man milking a freaking dry cow or something you know <laughs> right, right you know the milk is there somewhere but it doesn't come out right so um on your case you know you went with a realtor mm -hmm. then you paid him a commission you pay closing costs uh the seller got their money and they, they right. were, i'm pretty sure they were pretty happy yeah, very happy um made a hundred grand now could you probably 
gotten more money out of it? Absolutely. Maybe yeah, today I, I would, of course, made more money on the deal. Because you, you make him pretty much give you the number first. Right. Uh, and then he'll say, oh, oh, I'm okay with 70 grand or whatever. Right. And then you're okay. But um, all right. So you started flipping. You started wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Then you guys got to know each other. I guess you were his client. Is that how it happened? Uh, you he never sold me a house. No, I think. Now I did call your bandit signs right. probably okay. 15, 20 times before I realized, okay, these are all going to the same person. I need to just mark this number. Right. But I, I talked to his pet live a number of times, not knowing it. And then he'd call me on his cell phone. Hey, man, wait, why do you keep calling my pet live? Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was putting bandit signs out. But we met, like, um, about six months later. Um, we ended up – he was already in this mastermind here in Houston. And um, so I ended up – uh, joining also okay. and that's where we were you know we really got a chance to know each other at that point right um, we were meeting weekly I think at the time or mm-hmm. maybe every other week but um, but every uh, the times that we met uh, whether it was once a month or once a week we had to uh, to put out our numbers like you know how much marketing did you put out you know how many leads did you get and that kind of that kind of stuff and and so I noticed in the in the class like he was the top or I was the top so I put a mark on him and he didn't know that, right? So then you, he got tagged. <laughs> he got I came tagged. back one week and he had like three times more calls than I did. Right. So I was like, like okay. And yeah, and I remember telling my wife, I said, hey, there's this guy in, in the uh, that's in the in the mastermind. I said, I gotta beat him, all right? Because he came in, he thinks he's the hot shot. So I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna send more marketing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and see more people. But you know what? That's that's great competition, man. Right. Because. He started picking up his game. Mm-hmm. He elevated yours right away. Because right. now you're like, hey, who the heck is this guy? You know, right. I got to pick up my game. And be- just because of that, then you guys kind of like, you know what? I kind of like this guy. Right. Yeah, and that's what happened is that we ended up, um, we ended up, um, you know, at, you know, talking to each other after that. And then we would go and speak at some of the events as the students, like we were doing well in there. Right. And we got a chance to really know each other. And like you said, we ended up having the same values and the core values. We, we, we were, you know, we ended up moving in the same direction. And instead of just um, being my competitor, we, we said, hey, you know, why don't we just combine, right, and, and go bigger together, right? And so the main thing we wanted to make sure is that, you know, one plus one didn't equal two. Right. right. That was actually the exact way it was phrased. I was right. just thinking that it's like, look, as long as we were sitting at, uh, where were we? We had a restaurant having lunch and, you know, if, if one plus one doesn't equal two, let's do this. Right. So what does one plus one equal? And so we've, I think we found that it's equal right now about three and a half, four. Right. Um, so, you know, combining efforts and dividing and multiplying is, it, it really works. Can, can, you, can you explain that a little bit more for our audience? You know, they did, didn't understand what you mean by one plus one doesn't necessarily mean two okay equal two so say that uh andre had his goals i had my goals and if we were to combine our efforts divide and conquer if you will mm-hmm. um one plus one you know our two efforts can't equal double what our our individual goals were it needs mm-hmm. to equal something higher than that right. okay um so if we're it needs to be a multiplier if we're going to partner up because it just to that divide the effort and, and just double the reward is the same as just doing it on our own and right mm-hmm. you know right um, can we do we fit first of all do uh, you know from a, a tactical side or whichever way you look at it is a, is it a good fit and we spent a lot of time actually um, from the, the time it was first proposed actually under proposed that I didn't know I had a target on my back at the time um, he proposed partnering up about a year before we actually did mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like no man it, it, it just I don't I don't see how it fits you know I hated wholesaling like everything about wholesaling, I hated it. Right. Wholesaling for me was a byproduct of bad marketing, and it had a, a negative taste in my mouth because I wasn't focused on it. I felt like it pulled me away from what I really wanted to do, and, and I was looking at it wrong, and it took me some time. I'll, I'll take the credit for this. It took me, me some time to understand that, you know, there's more to it than just this. Right. Um, and then, you know, over the next year, just spending more time together, you know, we were doing the marketing stuff for um, spending, I mean, I guess probably two or three additional um, afternoons or evenings, you know, hanging out, talking. And then Masterminding. Just, so yeah. you guys were basically throwing ideas together. How can we make this work? Right. What would you do? What would I do? And, you know, making the energy move around. Right. Right. So yeah, you get your deal and he'll, he gets his deals, right? Right. And, and right. for people that have been thinking or, you know, about getting a partner, this is a good example of, of how to do it. It's not, it's not just the first guy you meet at a – at a RIA or a real estate investment uh, group or uh, event, and you just meet someone, say, "Hey, I found my partner." My partner, you know, the way you're explaining it right now, 
there's a process to it, right? You, right. you have to, you know, make sure that you meet that person, uh, know their goals, their ambitions, their core values, and, and start building that relationship before you even decide to, you know, put your name down for an LLC. Yeah. Or, right. well, it's, a, it's a marriage. Right. In yeah. every sense, it's a, it's a marriage. Yeah. And, right. you know, yeah, you can marry your best friend. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, if you marry somebody that you're compatible with, that you work well mm -hmm. with, that, uh, you know, my weaknesses are his strengths kind of thing, then it, it, it works. Right. Yeah. And, and, and on our case, we, we can relate to what you guys are mm -hmm. saying because we didn't start being partners right away. I actually had other business partners uh, on the flipping side. Right. And then as he started following, uh, getting properties for us and we started getting into a rhythm, that's how kind of like same as cash was born. Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing. You know, you know what? we're already working on these things together why don't we just go and and make it legal mm -hmm. and and grow it so for those of you that are actually looking to make a because a lot of people are making mistakes mm -hmm. they go and they find somebody they like and it's like love at first sight you know right i just fell in love let's go let's go create an llc man that's to get out of an llc when when you want to get out because you now you're breaking up that marriage mm -hmm. it's getting a divorce man it's no different now you gotta start separating things here and there, and and I've gone through that. So, and and I've not done it on the ba on bad terms, but everyone's gonna go pull their side, right? So right. you gotta you gotta spend that time. You gotta get laid enough <laughs> <laughs> before you put that ring on, and then right. you sign on the paperwork. So it's a great example on how you create a partnership, which um, you know maybe at a different uh, episode we can talk about more about how. You know what is the process that someone because that's a great idea mm -hmm. what is the process that somebody should someone should follow to create a partnership why why would i partner with andy or andre or dennis or you know mm -hmm. how do we make sure that this thing should work right so we got to write that down mm -hmm. yeah dennis, where, where, where did the uh where did the name came from draco so draco um so short for andre some people call me Dre. Right. Right. Oh, okay. And so uh, Draco is Dre's company. And I also have two sons. Um, one's name's uh, Drayson, which is Dre's son. And then we have Draylon. Right. So been going with the Dre for a while. Drayson, <laughs> Drayson too. Didn't, didn't, the wife didn't buy into that one. Right. So it had to be Draylon. Right. So, that's so it's it. more, you know, your. Well, you know, the way I see it is Draco Properties. Right, because he was the guy flipping houses. You right, know? so yeah, you know, I'll go with that one. That's yeah. Good. yeah, so I walked in the wholesale business. I mean, it it wasn't any the name wasn't any issue for me. It, mm -hmm. It's Draco Properties. It has been Draco Properties. I right. came in to support his vision right. on, oh, on the wholesale. Yeah, so I'm a I'm 100 okay with that. No. Okay, so it's kind of like Andre is the 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 CEO and you're the CEO, CEO pretty much. Correct. Right. Yeah, actually, okay. That's exactly, mm -hmm. exactly how it goes. Yeah, right. and you need both, man, because the moment you both start doing the same thing. <laughs> it doesn't go that well. We know it. So right, yeah. we divide right. and conquer too. So um, it's uh, – I'm actually – I like seeing this happen somewhere else. You know what I'm right. saying? Because we don't get to see many of uh, teams of twos. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some out there that are very successful. For the most part, most of the wholesalers I come across, they work alone. You know, they, right. they're, they're, they're a solopreneur. They've got a high-paying yeah. job. I mean, yeah, right. there's a lot of that out there. That's right. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, I mean it's a there's a lot of freedom and a lot of perks to being a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. So but, all right, let's get back on on Draco property. So now that you guys found love, I guess, and you started your business together, or or you joined his vision, mm -hmm. where do you guys go from there? Like, okay, you're wholesaling, but what is it for Draco going forward? Right. So it's we can go back to when we 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 partnered up is that it's how we're going to grow and scale the business was, okay. was really the next thing is you know how can we fire each other out of jobs is what we wanted and so um, of course I was I was in the business by myself at the time other than like a transactional coordinator and I had a VA that was doing some things for me right. and um, and so Andy came in and and started uh, doing acquisitions right okay. um, and so the first thing was if, if we're really going to build this out um, then we needed to fire him out of going to see houses, right? Right, and the best way to do that is is to you know go hire and, and bring train another some. acquisitions person, right? So and so the first three months it was fire Andre from acquisitions, 
fire Andre from dispositions. Right. Get Andre thinking on Andre and marketing, you know, because, I mean, you've met Andre. He's kind of a, a magnet for people. Right, So right, we right. needed to get him freed up as much as we could so he could be who he is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it was just it was fire under. And then it became fire So you took over negotiating and basically the, the, the I, work, the leg work. I did. Yeah. It was – I was doing dispositions. Yeah, I was probably right. three weeks into partnered up with Andre. And, you know, we jumped in. Hey, let's just start doing – let's not worry about all these details right now. Let's just get going and see. Make sure Action taker. Fit. I love that, man. When you get action takers, <laughs> like – because a lot of people, they go and it's like, we got to get this right, and then we got to get this other thing right, and we got to get – and everything needs to be, you know, yeah. on a perfect box team – We're not those people. Sequence. Yeah. You <laughs> we've, know? we've never been afraid to fail. Yeah, we So we, we just do it. And – I made the mistake of telling Andre within, you know, the first three weeks, hey, man, you got you to gotta keep me busy. You know, I'm only looking at one house, two houses a day right now. You know, he's scaled back the market a little bit. We were trying to transition. Oh, man, I'll never say that again. <laughs> yeah. I looked at probably – I know the, the following Saturday I looked at 15 houses in one day. Wow. Um, wow. Which was, That's a lot. I mean, they were all in the same I don't think we were doing that. Uh, it was it was the longest day of my life. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it was consistently three a day after that. So um, he heard, he responded. Uh, he's a great marketer, right. so he was able to focus more on that. I did the acquisitions, and and in doing so, we were able to to get over that first leap, which was bringing somebody in, and then we hired Daniel, our dispositions manager. Which I and, think I've saw, I've seen uh, last week, right? Uh, at one of the events. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, at the last meetup, uh, he usually intro- introduces us in, and then I think our acquisitions manager spoke at the last one. Also. Ben got a little plug and right. did really well, brought a tear to my eye. Right. Cool. Good. Cool. <laughs> so how many, how many people you got on your team right now? Six, uh, including us, not including our VAs. Right. Okay. So with your VA, how many VAs do you guys have? Three. That's nine. That's really nine because those three VAs, they really take a lot a lot from your plate. Right. Yeah, they got a tremendous workload. Yeah. Um, and we are hiring now, so we're looking for um, um, some sales, some outside sales. Uh, we're looking to hire two. Outside sales is guys negotiating houses or ladies negotiating houses, right? right? Is, okay. That is correct. With, you know, so you got to have some sales experience and some get up and go about yourself. Right. And then we're also uh, hiring an admin assistant also to kind of – Hold us together, because like you said, sometimes you know we what? just take off. I may off. have somebody for you for that. Okay. Um, I did meet somebody yesterday at a networking event in, in the Katy area, and I, I wanted for us, but we got enough people already. Right. But then I said, hmm, maybe I'll 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 send this person somewhere else. Okay. Um. So I'll I'll see if I can find the number. And, All right. And we give appreciate it to that. You. Yeah, we definitely yeah. appreciate the referral. Yeah, yeah she's sure. like a she she ex, she sold herself as a um, I can run an office, I can run these things, mm-hmm. and I don't. She doesn't mind being part time first, and you know, kind of like moving towards which us being. Uh, uh, you can tell R- R- Ricardo interview her right. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't interview her because it, it was at the networking event. So she got up and kind of like said, "Look, I'm 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 not employed right now, and uh, this is what I'm uh, what I'm looking to do." Right. And so she's brave. She got up in front of the room and said uh, that. Man, that's, yeah, there was that's like bold. thirty, and this this is a room full of entrepreneurs. Good for her. Um, yeah. So I, that's what that's what got me. I was like, man, this this woman, she's good. So right. and that's what we need. We need somebody to kind of take charge, and um, you know, for us. If you ever sit around us, I mean, our, the ideas, we start thinking and going, and sometimes we'll think of something, and then the next thing, Andy's already doing it. It's like, we just thought of that, yeah. right? And he's already moving to action to do it. And then I'm like, okay, let's go. Man. And we're moving well, that's on to the a good next thing time. about right. being synchronized, you right. know? Because sometimes you're thinking and you're through telepathy or something right. like that. You're sending messages, and he's picking it up and going. And that, that was, that's what makes really a good team. Right. Um, it's like me and my wife, you know. I think about something, and next, I was like, "How do you know I wanted that?" Right. You know? She's like, "I don't know. I just got up and went and did it." Right. Instinct. Yeah. Instinct. So, all right. So, and you're scaling. You're you're in the process of scaling because if you got nine people on your team, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Right. Um, especially that, for the most part, most most wholesaling operations they stay within one or two. Right. Right. Working out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you you have an office. Uh, right. I'm we going do. To assume. Yes. And. Uh-huh. Um, and so where do you go from there now you scale up and what's what's the what's the the, the plan to supply i don't know where do we go from the office yeah. we usually go to the mexican restaurant in the parking lot there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that we got one right next door which is pretty good actually um but so so where do you go from there like is it, what what is scalability meaning to you it's higher train repeat 
Okay. Right. I mean, right now, uh, we, we manage all our KPIs pretty well. We have a pretty good pulse on the business. Um, it's continued to fire ourselves from things. Um, I'd, I'd take on more of the visionary role. Andre's picks up in the integrator like you wouldn't believe. So it's, uh, it seems to be a recurring theme of fire Andre. Okay. Um, and that seems to work for us, and we'll continue to do that. Andre's going to keep pushing, going to keep going into different areas. And the more that we can free him up and, and standardize and scale, I think the better off we're going to be. Right. Um, I think, you know, to add to that, I think the, the thing is, is that if we, once we get a scale to, the, to where we want it, and right now, you know, when you start scaling, the other thing that you have to, you know, look at is your, your training of your people. And right? trial and error. Right. And what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And, um, and then the continued training, you know, to standardize the business so that, you know, our, you know, our thing is, is that, you know, once we get to a certain point here in Houston, then we'd want to be able to go to other areas right. and not completely duplicate everything that we have here at the home base. You don't have to right, because now you have a headquarters. Right. Use that as a headquarters right. and be able to open up in, in other cities and, and be able to hit the ground running there. And um, So we see that, you know, we, we were looking at something like that here in the in the, um, um, the final fourth quarter of this year, being able to, to, to move into the next city, you know. But, you know, the funny thing is we had a little thing called Harvey. So Harvey was like a stimulus package. So we kind of we set we set back for a little bit because you know you had more properties coming in um you know for some people you know harvey was a bad thing for wholesalers if you did it right it was actually a good thing for you because you had yeah. more houses coming to the market that weren't you know people who weren't distressed before now became distressed so that's correct um, and they're still coming out i mean right. we're, we're still getting mm -hmm. calls from people that have, haven't done anything in their flooded I, houses I have a yeah. house <clears throat> that flooded twice uh, mm -hmm. tax day in harvey and by the way, I haven't done any remediation. Yeah. Really? You know, and now you're like, do I really want to go inside of that house and right. breathe all that stuff? And, um, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Harvey was for a lot of people a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, it was a bad thing. Right. Uh, for us, it, it, on the flipping side, if you're flipping houses, it wasn't good because you lost all your workers now mm -hmm. because they're going to do all demolitions. Right. Um, if you're a wholesaler, you got to just play the waiting game, which mm -hmm. is or uh, actually in getting into action for your marketing, but now you're just waiting for calls to happen, you know, and people right. to get in contact with you. That right. way you can go lock them all up. Um, and as one of our business was being a little kicked mm -hmm. in the rear by losing all our people, the other one was thriving because now we're getting all these houses that are flooded and, and we weren't afraid to, you know, pick them all up because right. we knew it was temporary thing. So. And so getting the rehabbers, I, was the, getting your construction workers was probably that's the a biggest problem. problem. That's a yeah. It is still a challenge today. Yeah, that's so what we saw. Yeah. It's a challenge today, a year later, um, getting good crews to stay constant because they're still f finding pockets of work out mm -hmm. there that needs to happen. And they, they want to charge $150 to, to hang a, a, a sheet of drywall. And, and like, really? That doesn't cost that much. Right. right. Um, so, okay, so going back to you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so Harvey kind of like said to you, okay, don't scale up yet out of Houston. Right. Concentrate <laughs> here because there is not e enough meat on the bone here. Yeah, go deeper. Go deeper. So I went to one of your events, which I believe was there was a lot of value. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I admire that, that, the, that you guys are actually delivering value to other people to help them mm -hmm. uh, go with their wholesale because it was for wholesalers. Yeah, that's what that's what got my interest. I was like, man, this one is for wholesalers. Okay, you know, it's I'm a wholesaler, so I'm more than welcome to show up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and why do you guys put this thing together? What what is the main? It's called, by the way, the Houston Premier Property Wholesale Network. Look it up on Meetup, and um, Andy and Andre are hosting it. Uh, you guys are hosting it in the north side of town, right? In, right. in the Houston area. 249 in 1960. Okay. Yeah, near Willowbrook Mall. 249 in 1960. And uh, how do you guys come up with this uh, meetup? So, um, and we talk about it at the beginning of each meetup for that, for that reason, is that um, what happened was there's a couple of things. We had, we had wholesalers start coming to us, right? And they had questions and things like that. And we wanted a platform we can handle some of this all at once. But the other thing that we saw in the market is that we saw that wholesalers were getting a bad name in the marketplace. Yes. Either they were... Um, you know, wrong ARVs, wrong construction numbers, whatever it was, they were bringing um, properties to the market that didn't make sense, yeah. right? And, you know, for us, we looked at that and say, well, that's a reflection on us also because we are wholesalers. Yeah. So when people are like, well, that wholesaler, well, they're talking about 
us when they say that, right? Yeah. And so we wanted a platform to where we can go out, we can have wholesalers come in, and we basically just give them free knowledge, right, on how to do this the right way. All right, and, and treat it like a business and uh, really learn how to evaluate properties, um, ARVs, you know, how to sell property, how to market. Um, because there was a lot of, I didn't have that when I first got started. You know, I went online, but I didn't, I didn't really see a, a meetup where someone had something going on for free. There was people that were charging for it, which we, we paid a lot of, we've paid a lot right. of money over the last, over the last year. And uh, still continue to do yeah, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue to, to join Masterminds in education. Uh, but it's our way of giving back for those who don't have the money to go out and put, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars down on your education. This right. is a way to come and get it for free, right? And that's it's our way of giving back, um, you know, to the to the marketplace. And and that way, we hopefully, it'll bring, you know, help out with the name of wholesalers, and it'll be a reflection on us, you know, at, at the end of the day. No, and it'll bring you a lot of business too, right? Because right. you help those guys out. The, comes what's going to happen is they turn around, they go lock up properties, and mm -hmm. they're like. Can you guys help me dispose this thing? Right. Absolutely. Come on over. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's go do business together. Right. And, and I, it, it's it's the first Monday of every month. It's the yes the uh, the first Monday of each month at um, it's at the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, it's just right there at two forty nine and um, pretty good location. Area. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of parking space. You got two restaurants in between. Mm -hmm. So it's the first Monday. If you don't start the month off right, you're not going to end it right. So first Monday, <laughs> like, there. let's get it started. I love it, man. Yeah. It's about all about mindset. You guys are, you're right. It's mm -hmm. right on point. You know, it's how you start your month. You know, it's like how people, I've seen people, I hate Mondays. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. That's like the best day of the week, right. man. That's when you set the trend for the rest of the week. So I'm going to assume you guys do a lot of self-development. What, uh, yeah. what, what do you do for self-development? We do. There's a, there's a rule in our company. You got to be growing. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not growing, you're shrinking. Right. And uh, if you look at each individual, they're all growing in, in some way and what, whatever way that they need to grow or they feel that they need to. And a lot of people go to, to, to work on their negatives. I mean, for me, I, I want to work on my positive. What are my strengths? What are my interests? Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I read a lot of management books and stuff like that. Um, I try to stay away from the, the fad books. You know, um, I want to read something that's going to help me grow. I was just referred over and actually read a book that uh, – um, appealed to me and typically I don't I don't just go jump in and, and read the latest because everybody's always jumping on the latest book right um, the alchemist was a great book oh my god um, I, I have a story book. about that book it's I think uh, that's one of my favorite books ever uh, the the this is way back when I was in the oil field but uh, I read that book on an airplane from Singapore to Australia mm -hmm. okay and I read the first half and I was lost I was like heck is going on here you know i didn't understand the story right <laughs> yeah. and then on my way back i read the other half and i think the people that was around me on sitting on the airplane they thought i was crazy because i was just laughing so hard now i can understand mm -hmm. the whole story you know and, and then i started relating it relating it to my life mm -hmm. on how i got to that particular point of my life and, mm -hmm. and i was like man i had to go through all these struggles you know to pretty much get here i think that's what i appreciated most about it yeah. is you know, I did go through and, and kind of knocked where I was or was frustrated with where I was, but all of it had to do with a, it was a process. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. um, I wish I hadn't gone to college and spent all that time learning and going down a path that I didn't, I would find that, you know, I didn't want to go down. And mm -hmm. But it served you one way or another. Right, right. absolutely it has. And I wouldn't be where I am. And right. people ask about education. You know, we spent six figures, well into six figures on our education. Right. And, you know, because we do believe in growth. Right. And there is that one little nugget that you're going to get from each individual group yep. that uh, that you take with you. And you're, you're going to make a lot more than what you spent. But Yeah, and I would say, you know, for us, it's, it's probably about every at least every quarter we're going to some type of an event, right, where we're trying to make ourselves better, sometimes two to, you know, two to three times, uh, uh, you know, in, in a quarter, you know, like uh, 10X was great. Um, we went out there, got picked up nuggets there. Um, you know, I'm always listening to different podcasts and all that to continue to learn. But we also saw... Um, what do you think about that 10X? So... Um, we, we, went, we were there too. Right. So the main thing that I saw was that going from last year, I didn't go to the one last year. But for someone to, to like Grant, to come back and, and 
stick to his word, right? So his thing is, is Mr. 10X, 10X. right? And he basically 10X that event, right? So that's, that's the, that was the first thing that I saw is that it, it wasn't just a show. He actually went and got almost 10,000 people to show up to an event that he only had like 1,500 uh, the day before. Uh, but I thought that, you know, the, um, the speaker lineup was good. There were some that were, of course, better than others. Um, but at the end of the day, I, everything that I go to, I usually come back with something, right? Of, you know, what, what's going to be the next thing for us to, um, to do? And you know, I thought Ed Mayette was, was one of the better speakers that I you know, picked up some nuggets Ed from. Ed was phenomenal. Yeah, so now I, yeah. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was, yeah. man, you know, until I went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the time I left, I was like, he's one of his biggest fans. Yeah. Yeah, now, you know, I'm listening to him and his podcast now. and But I thought it was a great event, you know. Um, you know, you, you can't go to an event like that and be pumped up when you leave out. Well, but, the production of the event, man, yeah, just yeah. the videos and the sound, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, my God, what is this thing? What that was on point. There was, a lot, together, of, there you know? was right. a lot of detail put into that. And man. you know they it was cheap. A great job. No. They, they no. didn't go cheap, you know, no. which is something I tell people all the time. Oh, let's just go this route because that's the cheapest way. I was mm-hmm. like, that's not necessarily the best way to go. No. Um, so yeah. I, I got that from, from that event as well. Mm-hmm. And the speakers, I think uh, Dennis – what uh, he had, he he used to be a Ty Lopez hater. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say hater. I just yeah. didn't stand the guy. You, yeah, like, you were a Ty same hater. Thing with me. I didn't understand him. Like yeah. what we always said, what, what he did do? he do? Right. What does he do? And when he showed up, and, and we realized like he actually had a system and a plan behind his you know his success. It was like I get it now. Yeah. Right. You know why his success? So he, he completely turned my mind. And what my I liked about what he did that day was that he got up on stage and and, and I missed probably the first thirty minutes because I was a hater too. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this guy. I walked off. Right. And then I came back and he's like, jaws, you know, wide open. And I was like, what's going on, man? This guy's good. And I was like, what? And he started just picking people out of the 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 you know the first audience. rows, the audience. Oh, going through the website. Going through the website. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. That's so much value, man. Right. Because he's telling you exactly where you need to improve. And, you know, he's he's telling you, look, that's the reason why I'm successful, you know, it's right. because I focus on these things. Yeah. So, and Russell know. Bronson with uh, three million in like an hour. <laughs> did you see that? How many words did he say? I mean, I mean, this guy can talk fast. Man. Right. He was a fast talker. Yeah, he did it like an infomercial. Like he, he dropped it on you. And then, but wait, there's more. Yeah. But then there's more, and then there's yeah. more. And then and finally the price game was like small, and people were running to go buy, you know, buy his uh, I've never seen finals. that before. Yeah, I've never $3 seen $3 million dollars sold from the front of the stage that in an crazy. hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That was, that was nuts. That, that, was, was uh, that, that was probably the coolest thing to see there. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Ed Milet spoke to me the most. Right. Um, you know, just as far as where I'm at and what. Right. You know, what appeals yeah, you to can me. relate. You can right, relate. Yeah, my 35-year-old self will never be like my 34-year-old self. I like I like uh, my lead. I like Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy talked a lot of things about how you really run a business. You mm-hmm. know, core values, things of that nature. Um, but the one I think the one that I was I wasn't impressed or, or anything, but I said, man, this man really took his time to get on his airplane, come here and talk for about an hour. Was the first one, uh, Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. He runs a multi-billion dollar company and to start the event for him to talk for an hour and some change Mm -hmm. and then you you think about it it's like why does he have to do that Mm -hmm. you know he's already got everything he needs pretty much but then you get it it's like man he's empowering other people Mm -hmm. to go do where you know what it takes to to get to where he's at right and that right there sold me on the rest of the event because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about the event, to be honest with you. Uh, it was just me and Dennis and one of our, our business partners. Um, we went there, and but we had an extra ticket, and we didn't really want to bring anybody else because we didn't know if it was going to be a pitch fest. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to be sold and sold and sold. And we know that we say no, and we're not buying, right? Right. Uh, but somebody that's not accustomed to the environment, they're going to go and... They're going to buy everything. They're going to buy everything. Right. Uh, you could spend that. a lot of money yeah, that week. Everyone did pitch. Yeah, everyone had their, their thing. But, but in fact, that was one of the it requirements. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't cutthroat, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it wasn't to where they force you into it's running. Like, here it is. And that's right. it. Hey, this is what I got. If you want to buy it, fine. Right. Uh, I ended up buying uh, a couple of products there anyways. But uh, what got else do you guys do for, for, for uh, personal development? 
So, uh, you know, outside of that, so besides ourselves and reading and things like that, one of the things we looked at is in the beginning of the year is that from hiring salespeople, we noticed that our closing started going down. It's like, okay, we're spending more money in marketing, but the closing is well, diving we, we at the same time. we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're not the only one. Yeah. And so um, we invested into our, you know, the education of our, our salespeople and some sales training. John Martinez is what we ended up investing into. Okay. And we saw a night and day difference. Really? Um, you know, our sales guy went from 7% and jumped up to 23. He's higher now. Wow. Um, you know, now he's locking up between two to three uh, a week now. Oh, wow. um, so he's definitely made a huge jump and, and he can teach it now because he really internalized the information. He um, took this training and just fully jumped in. I right. mean, he, he absorbed everything. He mm -hmm. that's really good. responded yeah. to it. Well, yeah, that, that's the most important thing, right? That your people are open to go mm -hmm. do stuff. Right. Um, if they're not, then you have to pretty much swap them out and right. get the one that's really open to, to go take the training. Yeah, our, our main thing is not to hire that person, right? And so um, we try to hire now for our core values, right? So, you know, the whole thing is that we wouldn't get that person because that person would even pass the first filter of our core values. Right. And so yeah, we look for that person that's looking for growth um, that wants to, they don't wait on us, they take personal accountability to work on themselves and then we're able to give them support that they need to help them get better. You know, regardless of whether they stay with us or, or they go do something else, right. right? The whole thing is the time that they were with us, did they get better and improve their lives to get better at their skill set so they can, if they decide to go somewhere else and do their own thing or go work for someone else, um, they can take those same skills and be better there, right? And so, um, so I think that, you know, not only do you invest into your, yourself, you, you help other people by, by helping, you know, investing You're investing in your business. Right. So productivity goes up as people, right. you know, get, get better and get educated. Um, do we have any questions over here? Let's see if we got people. Uh, because we're live, guys. We, right. we don't we do this live. This is uh, this is the real deal, man. By the way, if you want to get in contact with Andre and Andy, go to feedback feedback at dracoproperties.com. Um, also, if you want to be a part of the meetup, 832-772-4330. That's how you get on the text list for, for the announcements on the meetup. Right. Just text the word meetup to that phone number, 832-772-4330. Text the word meetup, and you'll receive the link uh, for our meetup. Remember, it's called Houston Premier Property Wholesale Network. Um, go on Meetup and find it. Uh, I highly suggest if you're wholesaling in the Houston area or close to the Houston area, uh, first Monday of the month, correct? First right. Monday of the month. Mm -hmm. Show up, bring your uh, business cards, and sit down for a showdown. That's because right. these guys got a lot of good information that they're, 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 they're giving out. And, and um, they'll get you on the right track. Uh, I got a lot of good ideas from just by, by, by sitting that day and, and, mm -hmm. and learning what you guys are doing, right? Right. Um, so I encourage, if you're in the Houston area, just go to the meetup. Um, they also have, like, a few beers and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're one of those. Free food, <laughs> free drink, <laughs> You'll be at home. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, not going to be the reason why people right. join. Yeah. yeah. It's well, free you'll food You'll be surprised, also. okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm just You'll be just surprised. Just for that, huh? <laughs> It's just an extra incentive, right? There you go. <laughs> you got anything else, Dennis? No, I mean, just thank the guys. You know, I think, it, it, you know, for what you're doing, really. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm definitely going to be there next uh, meetup. I, I just want to meet, you know, your people and, and, and hang out and, mm -hmm. and see what you're doing. Uh, I've heard from Ricardo. It's, it's really, really good product, good uh, value you're putting out. So I want to thank you for that, you mm -hmm. know, because like you said, you know, by, by – Raising the bar on what a wholesale is, you you're helping our name too, you right. know, of everyone, the industry. So so thank you for that. Thank you for being here, sharing your story. Um, I don't know if we don't have any questions, maybe we can. Uh, no, we just got a bunch of people say hi, hello. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of people watching right now. Say um, uh, oh, say say hi to Eric. There's a friend of mine listening to us uh, from Puerto Rico, and uh, he always calls me and hey, I just listened to the new podcast. So um, Eric. Er yeah. er Eric Hi. is going to say that I talked too much today. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Eric. Uh, Matthew, is, Matthew is watching. Say hi to Matthew. What's up, Jorge? 
the millennials in ag. We're starting a new meetup okay. uh, for millennials, actually. Okay. okay. Any of you millennials? No, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the You're tail probably end. on the borderline. I, I am actually okay. a millennial. So we're we um far off of it. we got approached by um a bunch of very young millennials mm -hmm. that are into the wholesaling and they're mailing and they're you know they're taking action actually. Right. It's guys like Jorge that that are yeah. the reason why we have the meetup. Exactly. You know, so if they're gonna take action. The information should be. Jorge free. was in your event. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. he's been he's been at several, and he's not afraid to take action. And that's right. That's what, what we need in this industry. I mean, it's not. It takes work. Mm -hmm. So they approached me, and and they said, Ricardo, we need help, and we need guidance. And I said, Okay, um, how do we do this right? Mm -hmm. And we came up with the idea of, of of focusing the group for millennials. And it doesn't have to be about wholesaling, right? It can right. be about how do you open up a business? How do you really run the business? How do you mm -hmm. think uh, as a CEO and a CEO and who, who takes, who does, who does what? Right. And I, I came up with the idea of coming up with the meetup mm -hmm. just to give them support, but let them run it. Right. So they're going to meet here. We're going to meet here when uh, the first, I think it's Friday, next Friday. Not this Friday, but the following Friday. And we're going to pretty much set up uh, roles and responsibilities, who's doing what, and, and take it from there. Mm -hmm. okay. But it's called Millennials in Action. And, and, okay. and, and it's more to encourage people to take action in anything. It could be selling ice cream or whatever. You know, right. It doesn't have to be our, our, our line of work. Right. Uh, there, not everybody wants to be a wholesaler. Not everybody wants to be a flipper. So right. we don't want to discriminate any, anybody uh, from, from being part of the group. But uh, it was guys like Jorge that came up, and it was like two or three of them, and it happened like at the same time. So the universe is telling you to go. We, we, we better hey, do this. You need to do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's let's do a part of it. Right. So I'm going to say hi to Jorge. Uh, we're looking forward to our first meeting. Um, I want to say thank you to you guys for, for coming up to the, uh, today here and uh, bringing your passports and, and everything. <laughs> it, was, it was a hike. I know we're a little far. But it was worth it. Uh, man, I, I really like to do a, a repeat of the show. Um, mm -hmm. And so we can talk more about, you know, maybe structuring deals, talk about systems. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we use a lot of the same things. Uh, right. Like we use Podio, Call Rail, and, and all of that. Uh, but to teach more about wholesaling, you know. Right. And, and how do we really get a property under contract? That right. way we don't get that one crazy-looking house, mm -hmm. you know, in – that, that three-story townhome in Alvin? three-story <laughs> weird-looking thing, okay? Because right. I picked those up, too. Uh -huh. Believe it or not, I picked up some weird properties. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe from telling people, hey, not necessarily those are bad because they still make money, but, right. mm -hmm. you know, you, maybe you got to buy them better. Right. But um, I'm going to open the invitation for our next round, and hopefully we can do this in a couple of months or so if time, uh, time permits. You got anything, Dennis? No, that's it. I think... Like I said, just thank the guys. Um, thanks, uh, Andy and Andre, and uh, we'll see each other out there, you know, in the battleground. There we go. I appreciate you guys having us in the networking yeah, grounds. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you all have a good day. All Bye. Right, thanks. Bye. Thank thanks, you. Everyone.